0: Good morning. Welcome to Money Tips, the property update. It's Sunday, the 11th of September, and I guess you know the whole world knows what's been happening this week uh, in the in the UK. It, it's gone international. The news that uh, the Queen died this week. Um, it's it's been a momentous week. Actually, we've had a new government. Uh, we've got a new king. We've got you know a new prime minister, a new housing team, new housing minister. It, it's a complete change and it happened in the same week in fact one of the queen's last engagements uh, last official duties was seeing out the the old prime minister boris johnson who'd been of course uh, kicked out by his own mps and replaced by uh, the new prime minister liz trust though so the party can change the the leader and then therefore the prime minister without going for a general election in in public so That's happened all in the same week. And then a couple of days later, the queen sadly passed away aged 96. She's reigned for 70 years. I've grown up knowing only the queen. Um, God save the queen, God save our gracious queen. Now will be God save the king, God save our gracious king. Things are going to change. We're going to see uh, new stamps issued. It doesn't mean your old stamps will be uh, obsolete. Uh, Same with, with money um that little interesting snippet that the 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 money will have King Charles's face on it but he will be facing a different way I can't remember which way she faces but it's a tradition that when the when the money changes over they they change the direction in which he faces that's just a little bit of useless information you might want to use in a pub quiz or or something like that so um that's that's the sort of thing that's been happening but I guess the question people say what does it mean to me so what? what what does this all mean to me and especially to property investors I have a lot of property investors tuning into my podcast on YouTube and iTunes so a lot of people want to know what what does this mean to me well um, in, in short we don't know yet um, I think you've got to remember that the queen and, and the king now the new king is the head of state um it, it doesn't mean that they run the government that the government is running the show yes they can influence things and and they can certainly guide and influence the the, the prime minister they have weekly meetings with the prime minister weekly sessions a uh, little sit down a tete-a-tete in the in buckingham palace that's that's been the tradition and, and king charles or i keep calling him prince charles because that's the way i've known him all my life uh, but charles will uh, be, be doing that um and you know but at the end of the day it's the government that makes the decision the executive that's the cabinet the prime minister and that that group of people that make up the cabinet all the ministers they are making the decisions they are writing the queen's speech uh, but the king uh, or the queen can have an influence on on those leaders and we know that charles is, is an environmentalist um, he's going to have to tone down his language now because he's gone from being prince of wales where he can speak up now and again uh, now he's going to have to be very quiet and and not engage in in politics and public opinion just like the queen did for 70 years she she never had any controversy there was no scandal with her she she really did a good good job for for the country Uh, so i'm not a i've I've never been a what you might call a raving royalist but you've got to respect somebody that served the country for 70 years she was working up to her death almost you know a, a couple of days before she was having meetings with Boris and then Liz. It might sound like nothing to, to us, but she's still got to get ready for it. She's got to greet them, she's got to talk to them. And then apparently she was still signing official papers. Every day she gets a red box with papers to sign because all, all of the the laws, when they change the, the laws in this country, receive what's called the Royal Assent. They're not officially law until they've received the Royal Assent, uh, which, which is basically her, her signature, I guess. Um, so she was working, up until she never retired from work she carried on working and you know supported hundreds and hundreds of charities over the years so I, i've got we've got to pay respects for for that part of her, of her life whether this will change now the commonwealth and uh, whether countries like australia and canada will want to change their head of state uh, now that the queen has gone we we, di- we just don't know but these are all big things that won't really affect um us on on the day to day thing. day to day, we've just got to get on with with our lives. I know there's a period of mourning, uh, but you know, you look at the way the government and the royals, you know, King Prince or Charles or King Charles as he is now, was straight into action. He didn't sit around mourning for days and days. They they've taken action. You know, now his son William is now uh, Prince of Wales. Um, Catherine, I get, I guess she's Princess of Wales. So things have moved very very quickly, and it's all been planned, of course. These things have been planned long in advance, even the route of the Queen's coffin, which is now moving from Balmoral, 175 miles south to to, uh, Edinburgh. And they're actually filming that now. It's all been filmed live. It's a great advertisement for Scotland as a holiday destination because it looks absolutely beautiful as it is there. Uh, And even the route was planned by the Queen to go through the small towns and so people can pay their final respects as she makes her way down to edinburgh and then then where she will stay there and then fly on to london but you can hear all of this on uh, channels like the bbc and sky i can't really add much to that uh, but one thing that has happened immediately is that the, the bank of england in respect in uh, paying respects to the queen um will postpone their decision to um raise or, or to, to talk about interest rates, their, their, their monthly meeting, which would have taken place on the 22nd of September, which I think might clash with the, the proposed funeral date, which will be a bank holiday in the UK. Um, that means employers have to pay people to stay at home, of course, but it's great news for everybody else. Um, but the decision uh, will, will be delayed, it won't stop it, but the economists were expecting that interest rates would go up again, this time to 2.25%. We've seen how America's aggressively increased rates and that's increased the value of the dollar. The UK has to act because the, the, the pound has fallen against the dollar by over 15%. And, and that's bad news for, for the country because it means everything we buy abroad, like our oil and uh, food and everything that we buy is priced in dollars. The dollar is the reserve currency of the world. And that means we are we're paying... 15 percent more in effect for everything so that has to be dealt with uh, the pound sliding is not good news we're almost up you know near into parity with the dollar and I remember buying dollars at nearly two dollars to a pound um, uh, they, but all currencies are, are falling against the dollar this is a massive advantage for America of course uh, so interest rates are going to have to go up and you know that that would not only curb inflation but it will mean that more money will come into the, the, the pound basically the pound and the interest rates fluctuate by by the bond market so it it looks like investors have been selling uh uk bonds which we call gilts here and that that is you know starting to depress uh the the value of the pound so the bank of england have to act on that and and i'm sure they will don't forget the economy is still in in trouble we're still in choppy waters as, as they might say um you know we we've just had in, in addition to COVID and all that, we've had Brexit, right? So we, we've had all of that situation where we're in massive uh, debt situation, like a wartime debt situation where, you know, we have over two trillion of, of national debt now, the highest it's ever been. America is the same. We're also sending huge uh, multi-billion pounds and dollars into the Ukraine. We're fighting a proxy war uh, with, with Russia in in the ukraine i think america's put in something like 70 billion dollars of of armaments and weapons and the uk is also putting money in there and and that is having an effect on 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 us it's having an effect on prices inflation over 10 percent now so we, we we are seeing problems and uh, liz trust is aware of this one of the reasons why she got elected by uh the members because she was in a, in a final two horse race with rishi sunak and liz Truss, and it was a conservative members that actually made the final decision on who would be their leader um it's a, it's a bit of a complicated situation but that's the way it went and she was favorite i think because she said she would uh, do something to boost the economy boost uh, jobs even if it meant borrowing uh, rishi sunak said no no we can't leave all this debt to our children and grandchildren but don't forget he was chancellor and in the government when the biggest debt we've ever had has been created he spent three or four hundred billion you know what's a 100 billion between friends on on the whole uh situation of the last couple of years uh, a lot of which uh, let's be honest was uh, wasted and spent frivolously you know we saw the ppi um uh, disaster buying all this stuff and 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 we saw the, the furlough going on a bit too long i think um, that's cost the country a fortune and then we saw uh, the, these business bounce back loans uh, going out thrown around like confetti many of which have gone bad and you know we're, we're expecting that at least 20 billion will have gone uh, into to a bad debt situation will never be paid back so you know you know you can't it's a bit rich of him to say that really uh, but what Liz Truss has said look it's almost like in for a penny in for a pound we might to well borrow a bit more to save people from this energy crisis which has been caused by by the war going on in in ukraine and uh, she she's pledged she didn't say quite how much but economists are saying between uh, you know around 100 billion will, will it will cost because it depends on the energy prices she's immediately taken action to cap uh, the energy uh energy bills uh, so most households will only pay a maximum of 2500 pounds per year so that's a massive relief because bills were due to go up in October and and it may have doubled again because the cap was going to be lifted again so the government have put a lot of money behind this so good good honest she's put her money where her mouth is critics will argue that this is going to create long term debt and she should have just taxed the energy companies but don't forget there has been a windfall tax already under under sunak and you know if you keep taxing companies with windfall taxes that will discourage business from coming to the uk and setting up here that that's another political argument i don't want to get into that but she's done something taken action and that will bring a big sigh of relief to the whole country not least to landlords who pay bills on behalf of their tenants like um, hmo landlords like serviced accommodation landlords i I, i'm in this position myself i'm paying bills on behalf of tenants now you can't just go and jack up the rents and say we're putting up the rents some of these rents are fixed and that sort of thing so you know it's not easy and i've, I've seen a, a reduction in my profits due to energy bills rising so it's a massive re- relief for landlords so that that is the, the first big change i can see uh, particularly for landlords who pay bills on on tenants behalf but it will also make a difference to landlords who may have had tenants falling into arrears because they they can't afford to pay their energy bills so there was a you know the old story about can you afford to heat and eat well, eat, eat, pay your rent. You know, I'm sure that when it comes to heat and food, that, that's going to come before making sure you've paid your rent to your landlord. So although we're, we're, we're adding to the, the, the UK's national debt and long-term mortgage, we're just sort of putting it off really. We're putting off the repayment of that. We're kind of extending the mortgage in order to to help people through what, what is a national crisis. And I think I have to applaud Liz trust. you don't have to agree with whatever that she's doing and the way she's doing it, but I have to applaud Liz Trust for doing that. now of course the uk is 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 going into a downturn and the Bank of England said we were going to recession and that uh, inflation would reach thirteen percent. but there are there is massive infrastructure projects being built in the UK right now and more planned and that that was under the Boris government of course, but it, it, she's going to continue with this and she wants to. Boost the economy and and boost jobs. So these these things like the nuclear power plant in Sizewell in, in Suffolk. I think I said Sussex the other day, but Suffolk near near sort of Ipswich area, that would be a massive boost to Suffolk, which has been a bit of a depressed area. And in, in, in terms of, I know people who bought property in Ipswich and said it didn't rise in ten years. Uh, so Ipswich and that that part of Suffolk, that forgotten area of, of the country almost, will receive a massive you know something like 8 billion pounds boost to this this new nuclear plant she also plans to build smaller British built nuclear reactors around the country look at the Northeast um the Northeast is is going through a a renaissance if you like all the shipbuilding has gone that the coal mines and that the heavy industry has gone from there but they're replacing this with with new plants to build batteries for the for the for the latest um, electric cars there's electric car plants up there so the Northeast is receiving a, a boost and, and other parts of the country will receive boosting. Fracking might come back. We could see fracking coming back to the Northwest. Once I come back, it never really started. It was blocked but under the Boris government when he sort of went, I think he went a bit off with the fairies with this green issue. Um, and so that, that's another thing that will be happening. Liz Truss has also suspended uh, the green levy on, on uh, electricity and gas bills. Now, maybe that's a signal that she's not going to be so crazy on green issues and, and this drive for green energy that Boris would was, was seem to be obsessed with. Uh, so maybe that's a good thing because we've got to become uh, energy independent and not be dependent on uh, countries like Russia for, for energy. So I think she said we'll never again uh, be in that position, which is a great thing. So I, I hope that we will move away from this and, and get... Uh, back to you know, producing our energy and our food, more of it in Britain. Don't we, We've got massive oil reserves in Britain. We've got shale gas reserve, and we've still got coal. Uh, Germany and, and India and, and China are burning coal. We, in one plant, we import wood from another country to burn on, on a, a generator, so why not coal? I, I just don't get it. There are clean ways of, of burning coal. We, you know, we only contribute 1% of the greenhouse gases in the world. And yet we're we're the first one to say we're going to commit to uh, carbon neutrality by 2050 you know we don't have to do this we should think about our own economy first before worrying about uh, I, I know it's a big issue i know some of you're going to argue with me and say well this is the world we're talking about but you know let, let's first look at what india and china are doing um and and, and before we start uh, destroying our own economy to, to on this massive drive into green to, I think it should be we should have a green uh target but it, maybe we've got to slow it down a bit and and ease it in gradually um India by the way overtook Britain as as a bigger economy than Britain now in the, in the top 10 economies So India have jumped ahead of us of course they haven't got an energy crisis because they're buying Putin's gas and oil they're doing deals behind the back door uh, sanction busting deals i don't think america said anything about that uh but india is going to be a powerful economy uh, in in the next few years they could become the number one or two economy in the next few years not not next five years but next 20 years uh, now that brings me on to talk about energy and and reforms the epc uh, again we, we we heard that properties will have to get up to a c rate on epc which i think is 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 the target is just not not achievable for many of the properties in the uk for for, for millions of properties in in the uk the older style properties so, so that might have to be scaled back with the passing of the uh the the, the change of the, the ministerial team and the housing minister will we see the the uh, energy uh, the renters reform bill push through or not it's it's quite a way forward but you know these bills can get dropped when, when there's a, a change of government. We just don't know what will happen there. But we'll have to see how these things pan out. Um, one thing I do know is that mortgages are becoming more difficult. Mortgage brokers are telling us that mortgages, uh, lenders are becoming a little bit more fussy. Uh, they are certainly uh, becoming a, 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 a little bit more discerning on on um, uh, with, with surveys and valuations. They're telling surveyors to be a bit more careful. So that's that's another a change that's happening there. Definitely rates are going up. Um, I I was quoted on a a sort of a buy-to-let situation, rates of which only between four and 6% recently, which is a massive difference. It's it's double what it was before. And that's gonna make a difference to the yield that a buy-to-let investor can obtain. And that's one of the reasons why they're moving north. Go north, my friend. You know, they're, they're moving into the northeast, the northwest to find better yields, higher yields, for their money. Um, A lot of uh, property investors just look at the yield. What am I gonna get? What's my return? They're not that interested in the property. They're not interested in what type of tenant there. They just want it managed, give me seven, 10%. That's all I want, I want income. Um, Now I was at a property meeting the other day and uh, two of the speakers there made their fortunes in the Northeast. One lives in the Northeast, the other doesn't. He's not even from this country. Uh, sorry, not, he wasn't so much the northeast; he was more the northwest. But they both made it in the north, and and the guy from the northeast talked about how much investment has gone into to the Newcastle area with the Saudis, uh, with uh, buying Newcastle. But they've been investing heavily in that area for many many years, and you know we're seeing prices rise there. So what he said is that investors traditionally invested in in London and the southeast for capital growth and y- low yields and then they invested for high yields and almost zero capital growth in the Northeast. This has changed now because we're seeing quite large price rises in the Northeast and expected price rises in the future. So have a look at our open house website. We've got uh, quite a few properties advertised uh, for sale in the Northeast and in online auctions. So you can take advantage of those, uh, but, but do think about that. I, I'm certainly thinking about it, although I'm sort of sitting on my hands at the moment because I wanna see how the economy pans out over the next month, certainly till uh, after Christmas. That's my own opinion. It doesn't stop you carrying on investing. I wouldn't stop stop anybody doing what they have to do and certainly buying their own residential homes. In my book, of course, Borrow and Grow Rich, I talk about how fortunes have been made over the last centuries by the rich and the wealthy. They've made huge fortunes, not by using their own money, but by using other people's money, OPM. I talk about this this in my book, Borrow and Grow Rich. You can check that out on Amazon. So look, we're still in choppy waters. Um, do check out my free training, how you can uh, transform your 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 own finances, your own financial position, your own economy, your you economy, by managing your money properly, by taking advantage of investing, not just saving, and 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 avoiding that expensive consumer debt. Uh, buying things that go down in value at high interest rates which which eventually cripple you so do check out my free training and a few slots have opened up for 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 the following week not this coming week but the next week for my wealth accelerator discovery call if you you want to have a free session with me to see where where you can move forward how you can get yourself on track and how you can transform your finances so that you can not only uh, survive this this incoming downturn and recession possibly but you can actually thrive in it so do check that out and I'll, I'll speak to you again soon for my money tips podcast thanks for listening have a have a great day and and week ahead and i will speak to you again very soon don't forget to like and share of course my content so so that it can get out there to, to other people thanks very much this is charles kelly money tips podcast thanks a lot